0: and welcome to magnet movers it's everyone's favorite podcast my name is josh i'm here as always and we've got a big show today it's a bit of a preview show we're previewing the draft we're previewing some world cup semi-finals and looking at maybe what what does the final look like we're previewing whatever the heck round zero is for the afl who knows i am once again not joined by johnny he's ditched us again um, I'm joined once again by by demand. I wouldn't say popular demand, more demand of, you know. Demand. It's going to be hard to do this show with just one person, that sort of demand. He's our number one question writer in our art. His name is Jeff. Jeff, it's good to have you back again. How's your week been? Uh, pretty good, mate. Look, as the crowd favourite, it is good for me to be back again, I know.
1: Um, and what I'm about to know is where is Johnny? It must be one heck of a haircut he's
0: getting. Oh, look! I, I hope so. When we get, but we, we might, not recognise him. He's gonna be bald next time we see him, I'd imagine. Oh, it could be an improvement, I think. So we'll, 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 have, we'll have, to see. But tell me, Jeff, if you, if uh, you caught much sport in the, uh, the past, the past week, has anything caught your eye? A uh, little bit of cricket, not yep. a
1: lot. As mm-hmm. we're getting towards the end of the last games, there wasn't much uh, worth watching in that.
0: No, uh, some would say there was nothing worth watching in that, but it's all
1: right, we move on. A bit of ice hockey, and of course, uh, the good old Buccaneers had a big win this weekend, so we caught a bit of the uh, the highlights of that one, because it wasn't on TV, so it was only the YouTube highlights yeah. for that one. Very, Very nice. Win. They had a huge win.
0: Yeah, who'd they beat? The Titans. Titans, Tennessee, one of the one of the well, it was always a good win there.
1: Yeah, oh, mate. When you come out and you have a big win like that, it's good. That's what you got to do. You can only beat who's on the park. Yeah. The issue is the
0: Buccaneers don't normally beat whoever's on the park, do they? Uh, what happened with the Seahawks? Oh, we we had a win, mate. We we had a win. It went deep against the Commanders. Also, another reasonably ordinary team, slightly better than Tennessee, but not by much. And it went to the uh, the final moments. They won with a with a field goal, the final play of the game. So yeah, got the got the win by the Seahawks, which is nice. So we're still in the playoff race, which is always always nice. And yes, I watch that like you. Caught some caught some ice hockey. Quite a bit of college football. My Washington boys are at 10 0. So happy days there. Um but mate, let's let's chat about the AFL. Let's start with oh, the draft. It's the big thing. It's the big that's thing we, good news. We love the AFL draft.
1: We yes. love so, big draft happening next week. Yep. Of course, all the discussion has been around pick one. It has. Will West Coast trade? And if they don't trade, will they take Harley Reid, which really most people are saying, yes, they will? Yeah. Or will they not risk taking a Victorian and take the Western Australian Daniel Curtin? Ker- no
0: chance. The 197 defender slash midfielder? No. There is 100, no, 197 centimetres. There is no chance or whatsoever that happens because here is why that doesn't happen. If they decided they wanted Daniel Curtin, they would have tried to pick one by now. They would have taken North's offer of pick three, then you know pick whatever else they had, 14 and 16 and 18. There's no way Daniel Curtin's in the top three players. Don't worry what his manager says is he could be number one player. No one has Daniel Curtin. The only reason Daniel Curtin's name has come up is because he's the best Western Australian player. There is no, no way. Got... He's not top three. He's not top three. He is listed to go in the in the mock
1: draft at tip, pick four to North Melbourne, and the only reason why he's going down to pick four is because the the Gold Coast Suns can sneak in with their academy pick, yep yeah. for the young bloke who they reckon North Melbourne will try to list at number two, which is Jed Walter. Yeah, who... he's one hundred and ninety-four centimetre tall forward. Yeah, they reckon North Melbourne will put in for him. Then they will take. With picks three and four, Colby McKercher from Tasmania and Daniel Curtin from Western Australia.
0: No, I'm telling you, if 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 North they picked one and two, they're taking they're bidding on Jed Bolton, they sure, but they're taking Harley Reid and Colby McKercher. There's no way they are taking Curtin over McKercher. no chance, none at all. So that well, it looks yeah, like they
1: getting both of them. North's going to get both of them.
0: So yeah, but there's no chance. There's no chance that they would take McKercher over. Curtin, if they're also getting Reid, like they they just loading up and their midfield and set for the next decade. There's no chance they go. They go Curtain over McCurch. but he's so I've been I've I've been chatting a few people about this, and I want to chat to you about this, and that is yep. this. We know Harley Reid is going to pick one. We like yes. we know he's going to go pick one. Don't worry about your rubbish about Curtain. There is no chance. This kid is going to pick one. Harley Reid. All right, Chapman. So the talk has been. Obviously, North Melbourne realistically the only team that can get that pick with trading. Other teams yeah. have tried yeah, the only ones that are worth it that can do it. And so we know that North offered pick three, then three late first rounders, and uh, West Coast said no. They said no, nah, not good enough. West Coast wants pick two and three. North have said yeah. no. My question is this: If you're North Melbourne, do you trade? If you're the list manager at, at North Melbourne, if you chuck on is it Rawlings? I think he's still their list manager. You chuck on Rawlings as hat. You've got pick two and three. Are you trading pick two and three for pick one?
1: The, it's, it's not clear cut because you've got to throw in the Gold Coast Academy kid. Sure, sure. Because if that didn't exist, if Gold Coast could not um, go for the kid that's
0: coming in at number two, yep, then yep. I would say no. 100%. Because then... Je- because Jed Walton isn't that far behind Harley Reid. Like, Harley no. Reid's the best, but yeah.
1: And if you, by the fact that you've got two and three and then you convert that into one, the amount of pressure you're putting on that yep. pick one to be good enough to cover picks two and three. Yep. Now, if Harley Reid then got injured, Yeah. if Harley Reid does a, um, a J- Jason Horn Francis and has a sook after a year, I don't like being at North Melbourne. I want to go close to the home, you know. My parents live over
0: on, you know, near Collingwood. I want to go there. Right, wouldn't, you wouldn't blame them if for not leave Northbound for anyone else. You can, you can understand it. I yeah, I like can that, Yeah. You no, know, when we look
1: at the Holly Henry, they had to go back to Geelong because he was too far away from, from his bah, little bro- yeah, big sure. brother. So, yeah, it is, a, it is a risk in that sense. But because Gold Coast has throw, throws in the curveball, mm-hmm. so really you're, you're trading away picks
0: three, three four. and four.
1: Yep. For pick one. Yep. I think you'd nearly risk it for the biscuit. Yep. If Harley Reid is as good as they say. Yep. On the other hand, should West Coast give up pick one for picks three and four? Because if Harley Reid is as good as they say, <laughs> it's gonna blow up their face and they're gonna get reminded of it year in and year out for the entire length of his career.
0: Yeah. No, look at so. So, just to clarify, if you're North, are you, are, you, are you doing it or not? Yes or no? I think um am
1: because of the Academy Kid at yep, the Gold yep. Coast. I think I'm a
0: yes. Okay. And if you're West Coast, are you accepting that deal? No. You're not accepting it? No. Okay. See, I reckon trading away pick three and four, obviously, we know it's between three with the Academy Kid. I no. reckon it works with both teams. And a lot of people say, no, he's not worth it. You can't do that. You can't try to two picks. That's rubbish. Because we, this kid is the generational talent. We've heard more about him than any player in the last 15 years. That's and, true. And what North lack is North lack a superstar who can keep them in the news in a massive market. No one cares about North Melbourne. We know they're rubbish. They don't get any press. Like and the, they've got some really good players there. We know Sheasel's good. We know Wardlaw's good. Davies Uniac's coming along. Um, Simkin's coming along. Nick Larky's coming along. Like they've got some good talent. But what they and, and I think the closest they've probably got is, is Larky. But they lack that genuine superstar who you're gonna go to the game and think I'm going because I'm gonna get to see Harley Reid play. You know, you think of the really good teams, they have that player who can just turn it on and people go and watch and, and pay good money to watch. And he's that player. And I think he's worth it because, sure, it is a risk. Whatever you do in, in the draft is a risk. But let's say he becomes next Marcus Bond and Pally. Pick three and four is nothing for Marcus Bond and Pally. You'd have to give up that to get Marcus for 15 years. So I think it's worth it. But
1: as good as he could be, you yep. still need the entire team around him. Oh, I, 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 one player you doesn't don't. win you a win your premiership.
0: No, and and, and and I'd agree with that. But they've already started to get some of those young players. And that's why, on the flip side, I think West Coast should trade him. Because you're right, one player doesn't win a premiership. And West Coast are the worst list by so far in the AFL. North's at least got some young players that they can yeah. be like, yep, they're coming along. West Coast have Oscar Allen. That's it. <laughs> are all right down back. But that's all they've got do not isn't that young. He's 27. No, but he's a good player, is what I'm saying. That's all they've got on that list. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. their, that's the entirety of their list. And they did finally draft some players last year. They had a couple of early picks, but they are, they are about 10 to 12 players short of being competitive. Whereas I think oh, North's absolutely. a little bit closer, just. And I think North's already got that talent in the pipeline. Whereas West Coast so, for me, West Coast need to get the talent. And that's where I think splitting into two, and then you can get me, then you get Kobe, you can get Curtin, you get your WA boy, you get a really good midfielder. For me, that just that just makes sense where West Coast are at, where West Coast is at, and it's so for me. I think it's a no-brainer both both teams should should trade these picks. Um, North fans keep saying no, it's too much to give up, but I don't think it is. Like you, this is what you're missing. You're missing this X factor, and you're missing relevancy, and it gives you relevancy. So there you go. But, there's my again,
1: thoughts. you're putting a lot of pressure on one kid.
0: Yeah, you are. You're right. But on the flip side, you're putting pressure on two kids because what if they're not as good as Harley Reid? Everyone's going to keep saying, you should have traded for Harley Reid and said you got these two. I think there's pressure either way. Who was the last number one pick who really succeeded? Well, uh, no, Luki Hodge he succeeded. And just quietly, Hawthorne traded for that pick. Yeah,
1: so, but I'm saying in the last five, even five or six years, the number one picks. You know, we think of. or you can go back a little bit longer. Patton, Tom Boyd, Jason Horn, Francis. They're not names that have really. Yeah. Set the the, 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 the
0: Hornets showed Jack a little Watts. bit. The Hornet oh Jack, what's he? The Hornets <laughs> showed a little bit this year. Um, Matt Rau goes all right. He he's not too bad. Was he um, a pick one? Yeah, he was a pick one. He was, with, when they had their compensation priority, it was not compensation, it was their, right. oh, whatever North Melbourne got this year, the the package, what is it, the assistance uh, package. He, yeah. pick one, was their assistance, and they got Matt Rowe and Noah Anderson, pick one and two. So, yeah, um, yeah but... Well, he, no,
1: so, he started off like a world on fire, but he really has not kicked
0: on no look he's had some injury issues i think but i I think i just think it's worth it i I just think it's worth it so but we'll see what they do i don't think they will trade it like just quietly i don't think it will happen i I think it's Um, done but um yeah that that's my thought and so on the on the draft we um we keep hearing there's mock drafts everywhere cal toomies isn't out yet which is always just you know somehow right so you know just look at that one and so we're not going to go too much in the fan of draft because we can't match Cal. We know that. So we're not going to try and beat him. But one of the arguments every year that comes up is how should you draft? And that is, should you draft the best available player or should you draft based on your list needs? Is the argument that comes up every single year. There's always a couple of teams and and it's always generally pretty clear to start with. So we know Harley Reid, regardless of what West Coast needs, which is everything, like, He's the best player. You're going to get go him. Number two, Jed Walter, clearly the best player. You're going to get him. After that, it gets a little bit murky. Colby um, is probably clearly the third best player. Colby the, the from, from Tassie, he's a midfielder, third best player. After that, it's a little bit more unclear who's going to go where. You know, I've seen mock drafts where Curtin's going eight and Wanderer's going three. So... And that comes a little bit down a down a you yeah, know position. So tell me, if you're a list manager, are you drafting on who you think is the best player, or are you drafting based on where your list is at for positions? I think if it's in the especially if it's
1: in the top ten picks, the first ten mm-hmm. picks, you are certainly going the best available talent. Mm-hmm. You are not going to pass up a gun player just because he's a midfielder when you need a centre half forward, but the best centre half forward realistically is a pick fifteen, and you've got pick five. Mm-hmm. You're not mm-hmm. going to lift him that high. I think after that, then you can start looking at position. You know, you've got to pick at twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, you're then more saying, okay, we need speed, we need height, we mm-hmm. need um, in and under player, whatever. Then I think you're looking more to your needs. Yeah, but. If you need your best escape, I think again, if your best need really is 10 to 15 picks behind the one you could get, mm. you've got to take the one, then you're looking at the best available. If it's only two or three, so let's say you've got pick 15, mm-hmm. and there's a outside running wingman who's considered should be pick 15. Mm-hmm. There's an in in and under midfielder that go they say pick 18 or 19, and you need that because you've got wingman. Mm -hmm. and you go with that one Mm -hmm. yeah so uh, i think it's a it's really going to be depending on how far behind the pick that you're taking Mm -hmm. that your need player is compared to the best of what's available Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and then i think once you after especially after about pick 20 it's a real lottery anyway no, so, well, I
0: mean the whole thing's a lot at the end, of the day, isn't it? Like we, we well, know we know this. But right. you're right. Once you pick twenty after pick twenty, I mean, and you watch, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, next week. When you watch the uh the draft line, they've got our mate shifter Sheehan in there. Every single player he says, Oh, and this player is such a great get. He'll be perfect. He plays like this player, they're all apparently stars according to our mate shifter. Um yes. But it is it is a bit of a lottery, isn't it? So no, look, it's I I, I like the point, and I think I agree with you with, with your most. I think you do generally have to draft the draft the best player. I think I think maybe where it gets really tricky is if you've got pick four, and the player in the position you want is due to go pick five. You know, do you take that fourth best player, or do you slip back by say one spot and pick what he's considered the fifth best player because they suit your list? I think that's where it can get a little yeah, bit murky. That's yeah. Um, And that's where the Daniel Curtin argument comes into, mm.
1: especially with Western Australia, you getting the kid who's fitting a position you need and he's not going to have the go-home factor. Mm. Because I think the go-home factor, which is just ridiculous. I mean, mm. you and I, we, we follow ice hockey a fair bit and they're getting recruited like soccer from all around the world. Oh, 100%. No. I mean, if someone gets uh, from Australia gets drafted into Manchester United. They don't get there and go, I want to go home or homesick. No, that's it. They're in the top no. league, or they're happy to stay there. Yeah. And it, yeah. this is what it is. Uh, I, the, get, the go home factor to me is just ridiculous. Yes, it is. No, you're right. Um, but so that goes in there. And I think the other part you've got to look at is not just their skills, but actually the attitude of the player, mm. like the personality of the player. You know, We've seen plenty of players that get themselves into trouble early on. Mm-hmm. And some have even got question marks over them when they draft. And I think that has a, you know, there are plenty of people that could have made it, but because of issues mm. that they've had, because of their attitude, because their poor, you know, training methods, all that, that gets them to slip down and becomes the risk. So I think there is that. That's why, really, the
0: recruiting staff. It's not an easy job. Oh, non dollar. And that's why in the interviews, you know, they have some of the teams have a have a psychologist there interviewing as well. Or, you know, it, it's never just a recruiter who, you know, and obviously the recruiter who can work out which player is going to be talent wise the best is a very important person. But that's why you, you, see on, you see on draft night, there's about 55 people in those rooms. And some, sometimes it feels like, you know, there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's eight or ten big blokes packed around a small table in there. It's always a bit. To see. But there's a yeah, there's a number of people that are deciding, hey, which two, three, four, five players should we pick, you know, that are gonna help our club moving forward. Um, but yeah, look, I'm I'm generally with you around the um, yeah, I think try a draft draft the best the best player available. Um and, and I think it also makes it slightly easier now, though, as well, with the with the live trading. If you're thinking the best player, the player that suits our needs is pick 10, we're gonna pick five means you can actually trade back a little bit and get something, you know, maybe bang yourself an extra pick next year or something. So I think that's yeah. also that's also a bit of an option as well. Um but no look it'll 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 be good to it'll be good to see um to see you go. So just just quickly we're not going to do Cal's full entire phantom draft because Will be hopeless. But tell me, who's who's going the first five picks? So can we can we agree that Harley Reid's going one? Can we we can surely agree with that? We can still, surely agree with that. I think we can agree with one and two. Harley yep. Reid and Jed Walter. Yeah, Harley. Yeah, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't you love to see West Coast bid on Jed Walter for pick one? I'd I'd love to see that. Just to just to see what happens. Just to see the carnage that um that you know occurs from then on. So I'd love to see that. Um, well, it'd only be carnage if Gold Coast didn't match it. Well, it would be so funny, wouldn't
1: it? <laughs> oh, I'd love to well, see it. Okay, so if we talk about the
0: pressure of pick mm. one, yeah,
1: is that actually a smart
0: move by West Coast? I think it is with the exception of the issue is that, you know, what if they don't match it? And I think they will match it. Like, why would you not match it if you Gold Coast? Well, they like, have
1: to because it's not like they've got pick two. If they had pick two, yeah, you could understand they, might ma- they won't match it. And might mm. say okay, we'll that's right. Yeah, we'll take Harley Yeah, but like they're not getting Harley Reed. No. So are they willing to lose Jeb Walter?
0: No, I don't know. Not, not, and not just to mess up West Coast. I don't think they are. Right. But you no, know, you, you'd love to see it. The
1: pressure of the number one pick onto Jeb Walter and off Harley Reed.
0: Yeah. So look, it, it it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? So I think they want yeah. to go the the safe option, West Coast, so just to ensure they get they get Harley like So we got so okay. Harley pick one. we got Jed pick two. Yeah. Pick three. Well, are we going? Are we going, Colin McKeircher? Do we think he's going to go pick three to North?
1: Look, the games won and lost in the mid, in the middle, but yeah. they do. Yeah, look, I think so because if he's as good as what they say, he's a bit behind Harley Reid. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. I've look. I, I'm looking at what's the Herald Sun's got with yeah. their three blokes, and they've all got um.
0: McKetcher at, at three. Yeah. So, Every, everything you read, it sounds like yes. it sounds like he would normally in a normal year be a really good number one pick. He's just lucky yeah. that we have this pool of like six unbelievable players. And yeah. then like <laughs> the rest is one of the most shallow drafts we keep hearing. So so we're going, we're going Colby at three. Yeah. Here we go. This is where it gets a bit trickier.
1: It does get trickier.
0: This is where it gets really tough. Who is going pick four? So this is obviously North Melbourne's second pick. Who's going yep. to pick four?
1: Well, thinking of their list yep. and what they need, Yeah. I think they should go Daniel Curtin. Okay. Because you've lost um, Mackay. Yep, yep. So this guy is going to be a replacement. He's 197 centimetres. He's 95 kilos. He's a defender. Can run through the midfield. But I think he's going to be a centre-half back. Yeah. Possibly yeah. a fullback. So I think that's filling their need. I think they need him in his position more than they need Dersmer or Watsman. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they might try to steal Ethan Reed from Gold Coast. But, again, I think they'll put in the academy bid on him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But he's a 202-centimetre ruckman. I don't think North really are stressing over getting a ruckman. Yeah. But I think they need Curtin more than they did Dersmer, who's a midfielder, or your man Nick Watson,
0: who's a forward. The Wizard. The Wizard? Yeah, big on the Wizard. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Look, I... So you're going curtain. Look, it's a it's it's a valid argument. And, and I mean, you know, you you you've sort of lent in there to the elder, you know, you're sort of going on on what they need. Yeah. I I reckon they go, I reckon they go Zane. I reckon they go Dersma. I reckon they go Zane here because I think he's a bloke who can play midfield or forward. And uh, I know they have plenty of midfielders, but it's not a bad thing to have too many midfielders. We know that. We know it's a we, we and if he's a bloke who can play midfield forward, great. Chuck him up forward. They need more forward scoring power. And I think I don't know, I've always I've always felt the defenders, and we saw this with with McKay and Radigalee, not saying Radigalee is that good, but I reckon defenders you can get a little bit in payovers, but a little bit through free agency. And I reckon and and I just think, and my other issue is this, how often do you see the team's best defenders end up being picked twenty, thirty, forty, fifty? It's so hard to know who's going to be a really good defender long term from the draft. Those bigger well, bodies are hard to pick. Midfielders, so often, top ten, is where the real cream of the crop is. So I'm going. if I'm them, I'm going Zane. Zane Dersner. Yeah, look, I think
1: because they they um, They've already got Colby at pick three. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna go two
0: midfielders. I reckon just go for it. Get get the depth in. Get the midfield. They've already put Sheasel down back, so he's not in the midfield anymore. You know, you could and because you look like at in today's day and age, you need at least four midfielders, right? They've yeah. got right now they've got Simpkin and Luke Davies Uniak, right? So then you go Wardlaw, um Derzma and McKircher. You've got five. You now need four of them to be premium in your set. You're then got to kill a midfield. And we know Derzler can play forward if we have to, so we just chuck him out forward. Problem solved. So that's why I'm going to say But yeah, that's but all right. We can, we can differ. Well, Curtin can run through the midfield too. Mm. He could be the big body midfielder. Well, can, apparently. That's the we'll the way go. Nah, he's a, he's a defender. He's, he's, he's a defender. Like, like Conor Nash. No, he's a defender, mate. So then our, our final pick is, um, and this one we can put our Hawthorn hats on here. Um, yep. it's obviously what well, it. Well, true. Pick fourth, pick five. So it's the top five. Who are Hawthorne going for here? Obviously, you have the option. You can't go Curtin, and I can't go Dursma. Who are we? Who yep. are we going? Well, if if Curtin was still available, yep. I'd be
1: going him. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. So if North take Dursma. Yep. Hawthorne should take Curtin. If North take Curtin, Hawthorne should take Derzma, and you can leave your Wiz. No, to, uh, no. Bulldogs.
0: I'm going the Wizard Watson. Nick the Wizard Watson. too, i I'm going for. I love. I love this kid. This is exactly what Hawthorne needs. They've lost. I know they've got Ginnivan, but they've lost Tyler Brockman. Sam Butler isn't good enough. They need this. They need this X factor that they haven't had since Sirioli. Nick the Wizard Watson. I can just I can just see every kid in five years time in a Hawthorne jersey with whatever his number is, the Wizard Watson's number on their back. He this is what this is what Hawthorne needs. So and I don't think Hawthorne, I would be shocked if Hawthorne went for Curtin. They're already getting Luke McCabe, who's a defender. Yes. So I don't think they're gonna to want to go two tall defenders. They know their issue, like tall defense is an issue, but I don't think they're gonna to go two. They're gonna want some small forwards. So I reckon they're gonna want some more forward power. I reckon they go. We're considering that they're getting McCabe. If they weren't getting McCabe, they might be going Curtin. But I think they'll say we're getting McCabe. Let's go. Let's go the Wizard. Or if he's still there, they might go Derzma. But um, look, but if Dersma's still there, they might. Yeah, I'm not sure who they go between Durzma and Watson. I think they'll probably go Derzma, I reckon. But yeah, if he's going north, mate, they gotta grab the Wizard. They gotta.
1: And for those who don't know, when Josh is saying McCabe, he means son of Luke McCabe, so he'll be going under the father-son rule. Expected to go uh, somewhere in the teens.
0: Yeah, sort of pick 14, 15, 16. Let's
1: just hope he's better at disposal
0: than his father. (laughs) Shop. <laughs> there you go. All that, all that pain you went through might be worth it if, if this kid well, wins, wins him a few flags, eh? Might be worth it. Then. Well,
1: look, McCabe was good defender. He was good at stopping the old bloke getting the ball, but he did have a habit of turning it over a little well, bit. That's, that's unlike, that's unlike what his need. son. Unlike his son, though, Luke McCabe was a back
0: pocket, whereas uh, the young fella is uh, a bigger defender. He's a bit, he's a bit taller a back pocket, isn't he? Yeah. Um. So we we move on, we move on from the draft. So for you guys that have got a bit of an insight on what the draft's going to look like, let's be honest, you probably don't, because we don't really know what's going to happen. But that's <laughs> all right. Um. But we'll stay on NFL though, because a big decision has been made around around next year. Two dumb decisions. Two dumb decisions. We'll get we them both. Um. It's not round one. No. It's just called I think it's called the opening weekend is what they've called it, possibly. Zero
1: no, they're calling it zero round.
0: Have they called it zero round? This is the
1: zero worst round. In, this is this is this well, is it's half a zero round anyway, because only four
0: eight teams are playing. But what's happened for those who don't know is that normally we, we have a full round to start the year, not which is usual. What we're doing with our zero round opening weekend zero point five, Queensland, Sydney football fiesta load of rubbish whatever you want to call it what we're doing is they're having four games across the weekend so we're seeing um we're seeing Gold Coast play Richmond well it's opening on the Thursday night Thursday night well'm Melbourne I'm listening to Sydney Melbourne we've got Gold Coast Richmond we've got Collingwood and uh Giants yeah. and then we've got Brisbane and uh playing the D's yeah, uh, Melbourne, well, you know, Brisbane playing Carlton on the.
1: So you've got Sydney, Melbourne Thursday night. Oh, right.
0: Yeah, Brisbane, Carlton. Brisbane, yep.
1: Carlton, Friday the 8th. Yeah. And on Saturday, you've got Gold Coast versus Richmond and then GWS versus Collingwood for Saturday night. No Sunday game. No. Nah. The rest of the teams effectively have a bye. Yeah. But what it's meaning is these eight teams will get a bye somewhere b- between rounds, I think it's um
0: six and 12. And, I think eight. I think they're getting an after the gather round is the plan, apparently. So they're getting a by then. So to me, I mean, A, this is one of the most ridiculous things ever because these eight teams are getting a significant advantage at the one-third mark of the season, We're getting an extra buy. Like, you'd love to be these eight teams. Like, that's such a good yes. advantage to rest your players at a bonus buy. But the whole idea, look, here's my thought around it. Whoever came up with AFLX, they got the sack. And now that Gillen McLaughlin's gone, they've gone, hey, Andrew, I had some great ideas. Get me back. And he said, oh, we'll give you another chance. AFLX wasn't actually that bad. They've got him back. And this is what he's come up with. I think
1: it must be Andrew Dillon. And I think it's time for him to go. He's been there long enough. (laughs) He's made these dumb decisions. I mean, the season, traditionally, for the last however many years, has been yep. kicked off by Carlton Richmond. Yeah. Now, they're still saying they are the launch of the season oh. in, round, in round one. Carlton Richmond. Well, they're not. You've got these four games beforehand. Yeah. And they're doing it because the NRL are even smarter. They've put their four games to open the season
0: in America. I I actually don't hate this in the NRL because – For me, if you have a look at it, like, we're obviously a very pro-AFL podcast, and maybe this is a bit of a controversial view. But I think, in general, if you look at match attendance, TV numbers, everything, the NRL is falling behind the AFL. Yes. The AFL is winning that battle. And so, what they've almost said is, you know what, we're not going to win the other states. What if we won the United States over? Because they have 380 million people. If we can win these guys over, like, think of it. They need to win 1% of America over. If they win yeah. 1% over, that's 3.8 million view, viewers. They've just won over. That's a huge market. So I, I don't mind it if the NRL decide to do it every year for 10 yeah. years and have a real go. That's the only way you win a market over. Like, the AFL in New Zealand with um, St Kilda, and then their games in China, two or three games ain't going to win a market over. No. Nah. What you need is you need the same people going for 10 years in a row thinking, this isn't bad, actually, this is decent, actually, I really enjoy this, head on, watch this, for yeah. 10 for ten consecutive years, I mean, or, you know, 8, 12, whatever, it's the number, but, like, You need a really decent – so if they do this for a long time, I think it's a really good move by the NRL. The other thing is NRL and NFL, they're not that different in a a product. Like, there are obviously some differences. But if you like NRL or or if you like NFL, I can see you liking NRL. I can see a world where that happens.
1: Yeah, it's a lot more similar, whereas Aussie Rules obviously is a
0: completely
1: different game. Yeah, very very um, different. So I yeah. I like it. I like that move. I mean this is so off topic, but I like that move. But yeah. um but look, I yeah. hate I hate this move, but like have round one yeah. or don't have round one. 100 percent. If, if this is what they consider doing, start round one then.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All you had to do was start round one then. That was simple.
0: Yeah, yeah. You it, know,
1: or at least spread round one over the two weeks.
0: Yeah. Yep, that would make sense. No one gets an unfair advantage then. And, like,
1: yep. It's... And for goodness sake, if you're gonna launch the football, you have got to put games in Victoria. That's where oh. most of the biggest supporter bases are. That's all the biggest crowds,
0: which leads us into gather round. Yeah, you when when we when I said Jeff, you're back on this way, you were like, Josh, my hat is all about gather round. I'm not happy. What, 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 tell me, what's the okay. beat in your bottom, mate? What's got
1: you rolling up? Until we heard about this zero round, yeah, I thought this was Andrew Dillon's dumbest move he could make. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's actually beaten this for his dumbness with zero round. But what's going to be one of the biggest games next year? Oh, well, I know the, I know the answer to this because I know what you're upset about. <laughs> Hawthorne versus Collingwood. It is a marketer's dream. You've got Nick Dacos. Can he get his kick against his arch nemesis in Finn McGuinness? Can that happen? Can Collingwood, who are the premier, reigning premiers, actually break their six-year hoodoo against Hawthorne? Jack Ginnivan possibly playing against mm-hmm. against his old club. So what do you do? A great, where you would have got from the marketing a probably a crowd of around 80,000 at the MCG? Yeah. No. Let's take it together gather round. The one and only meeting for the year between Hawthorne and Collingwood is going to be played Sunday afternoon at Adelaide Oval.
0: Is it definitely the only meeting, or will they have two games? Do we think?
1: I think I like, don't well, so what do, they do so, draw? So the, the draw. So the bottom six come
0: out till tomorrow. No, 4, the 4, the bottom six, the bottom six sides. I think they each play one top six side twice. So Hawthorne will play one of the top six sides twice. So I, I think they all. Nah, no, they definitely play one. They, they, they play one. Um, so I think because it goes sort of three and one with with the tears when you're bottom six side, I think I think they have to play Collingwood twice. They if, have to. They, they would have to put. A,
1: if that's the case, then yeah. they have to say that Hawthorne and Collingwood are going to play at the MCG at least once. Do, do you but feel like? Why would you play? Why would you put big clubs playing each other? Away from their fan, such a big fan base. Yeah. Sure, you could put Hawthorne playing or Collingwood playing a St Kilda or a North, you know, who don't. (laughs) Sorry, St Kilda and North fans out there. (laughs) Or or the Bulldogs who don't traditionally draw big crowds. Yeah. Look, you know, when Hawthorne plays in Tassie, they don't play Collingwood or Geelong or
0: Essendon down in Tasmania. No, look, for, for me, For me, what they should be doing together Gather is the nine Melbourne teams. I know the the Geelong is Victoria, but the nine Melbourne teams should each play a non-Melbourne team is what it makes sense to me as. So then you're not getting massive rivalries. So Geelong would play one Victorian side. You're probably putting them against a a St Kilda or something. But, you know, then then, then it means you're not getting massive rivalries. So you're not going to lose out on big crowds. No one's really going to care if they can't get to, you know, Gold Coast and Hawthorne or, you know. Collingwood and Freo. Like people will find a way to survive missing out on those games. And I look you're right. It it, it makes sense. Yeah, you know, it, it sounds like to me the AFL is right at the reception I'll make and could get. And maybe they're trying to protect him, is what I what I'm well, what I'm Well, feeling. I do I wonder know. whether
1: this this is Johnny and his Collingwood people have gone and tried, you know, they've bribed yeah. the AFL. They've said we're too scared to meet Hawthorne at the G. That's it. That's it. So they, they got our measure. We're we're running scared. Yeah. Please, do something about it. We only want to play them once, preferably in the Antarctic or something like that, Yeah. no one can see us get beaten up by them. You know, we wouldn't want other teams to learn how to do it. So, yeah.
0: Nah, this this stinks of uh, Johnny's involvement, doesn't. Oh, a it does it? I'm on a real win right now. That it's There's funny. a conspiracy going on, and Johnny's oh, at the head of it. I like it, and he can't tonight. Let, let's lock that in. So, there we go. Yeah. My, my final question we want from the NFL is, as you mentioned, um, all, you know, Dylan's on this uh, – you don't like Gather Round, the way he's done. You don't like this new Round Zero. These sort of things come in threes. What's his next thing he's going to do? That's going to be the biggest. What What do you reckon? Just have a guess. It's obviously a bit silly. What's he going to do that's really going to grind your gears? I reckon he's going to put in the in the
1: fixture that comes out. Yep. There will be other teams, either interstate, or there'll be extra buys put in there. Okay. They'll put another buy round in there. Yeah. Or maybe okay. like a two-week buys before the grand
0: finals. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, I, no, I, for me, you touched on something before. I think they're going to say, hey, there's never been any sports games played in Antarctica. This is an untapped market right here. We're going down there. So I reckon I, I can see a, a world where they're playing in Antarctica and they're thinking, There's got to be some seals or penguins down there (laughs) or something. So they'll send Collingwood down for the penguins with the black and white. Yeah. And then...
1: Hopefully they'll take Andrew Dillon with them and
0: accidentally leave him there. And then we know global warming is melting everything. So they will take the Gold Coast Suns with them as well. sort of rubbing Antarctica's face. So it'll be <laughs> Collingwood and Gold Coast playing down there for the Antarctica Cup. There you go. There's my thing of what's gonna what's gonna of happen. There's never any rubbish talked about on this show. No, it's all it's all serious in the realms of seriousness here. Um let's let's quickly move on. Let's chat about the Cree World Cup. We're down the semi-finals.
1: Oh, on, I did have one more AFL issue to bring up before we do leave. Uh, have you heard what's going on at St Kilda?
0: No, I reckon we leave this for our local legends, local legends section. That's oh, what this got written all over then. it. Because they're okay. acting like a local club. Um, <laughs> let's 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 chat. Let's chat. Cricket World Cup. We're yeah, business Finals start today. The big boys. The big boys are left. We've yeah. got already started between is, the India and New Zealand. So That's the it. the semi-finals. We've got India and New Zealand in the yep. first semi. Yep. And in the second semi, we've got South Africa and Australia. Yep. There are two so, ends. There's a
1: lot of controversy over. The pitch, the pitch, because it's come out that the Indian team has asked the curators, who are meant to be independent for a World Cup. Mm-hmm. World Cup pitches are not meant to be made. Like when it's a home series, you yeah. you get you if you're smart, you have the pitch sort sorted to your bowling batting attack, the strength yeah. of your team. So of course they've asked for a very slow pitch to help their three spinners. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about using a pitch that's been used twice before. There mm-hmm. was one set aside for the semi-final. It's not being used.
0: Yeah, and I'm hearing here. Indian I'm hearing. 20%. I'm hearing. Don't just send the AFL down to Antarctica. I'm <laughs> saying it doesn't get more neutral than this. Send the cricket world cup down there. Let's send all of it down there. I'm I'm setting up a sporting hub down in Antarctica the way I'm going here. So. so maybe maybe you hit the nail on the head. Maybe the cricket world
1: cup because pitches are so important, should never be played at a country
0: that's qualified for the World Cup. Well, the issue is there, though. Like, where are you going to play? There's going to be enough crowds. Like, you know, you can play in America once. And I think one of them is in – I think the next one is in America, the T20 World Cup. But then where are you going to play? I mean, you you can play, what, Mozambique? I don't know how many people are going to, you know – well, we down. could have put
1: it in. The, they could put it in the Netherlands because no matter how much they doctor their pitches, they're not going to win.
0: <laughs> well, I mean that's true. I just can't see them getting, you know, eight or hundred thousand to all the big games. So, well, I must say, the crowds have
1: actually take out the Indian games mm. and maybe some of the Pakistani ones. Mm. I actually think the crowds have been quite disappointing.
0: Well, and, uh, and I think that that's the issue, though, isn't it? Like, we know that India love their cricket, but it is like this issue every World Cup now we're seeing, and this is the, it was always the issue because they have too many irrelevant games. Yes. Who cares about going to Australia, Sri Lanka in India in when it's game seven for both sides? They've got nine games. There's too many. There was about seven games that actually mattered in this World Cup. The fact that Australia lost their first two games in the World Cup and have still qualified third highest you tell me any other World Cups where a team can lose the first two games and can still comfortably make the finals doesn't yeah. happen. I mean,
1: that should have been you were saying it earlier a uh, couple of episodes ago. It should have been in the pools.
0: Australia actually would have been out. That would have 100- been worn. Hundred percent should have been pools of four sides. So you're right. It doesn't yeah. matter. But look, it's it is controversial, and you're right. This, but this is where the ICC. India's the biggest country by you know by far. length the length of 50 straights, not just one. So they're not going to care what India do. They want to see India win because it means more money. It means more viewers for a final. It's in the ICC's best interest. I don't know if they'll be able to adopt the final pitch as much, but they want to win the semi. They want them in the final. Um, so to tell me, who's who's winning from here? Who's in the final? Look, I, it should be India.
1: Yeah. India should comfortably beat New Zealand, yep. providing they don't choke. Yeah, and that's the only issue that they panic. If England, if New Zealand bowl first, take a couple of wickets early, yeah, Yeah. or if they're batting, if New Zealand's batting first and they can get some runs on the board early, yeah, there is a chance that India may panic. Yeah, it's their home final; it's theirs to lose. Yeah, so they should win. Uh, And South Africa are just about already guaranteed to be into the final because Mm. there won't be a game. No. Because no. the typhoon is expected to hit <laughs> the next... Uh, so tonight's game will happen. Yeah. Tomorrow night's game, they're talking about a typhoon. And so, the, of course, the layover day, in case it does happen, is the following day, and the weather's meant to be worse.
0: Yeah.
1: So because South Africa finished second on the ladder, yeah, they'll go... It'll be an India versus South Africa final.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And I don't think South Africa's got a hope of matching India.
0: No. I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I... And look, I don't actually have such a problem with the fact that South Africa gets through. I, I don't think it should be because they're necessarily higher on the ladder. But I think and that's what it comes down to, right? Because they're high on the ladder. Yeah. Which to which to me is stupid, in that this is the time when you have every team playing against each other. When you just say everyone won the pool game between the two sides gets through, which is obviously South Africa. But the fact that that's yeah. not what it's based off is ludicrous to me. What's the point of having all these pool games if the one thing you can actually use them for you're not referring to? Um, but no, look, to me, for me, I I reckon India choke. I reckon they choke. You're right. On paper, like, they are the better team by so far, just to clarify. Yeah. They should win this by about seven wickets or 100 runs, depending on if they battle bowl first. They should win so comfortably. New Zealand... Since about game three, have not looked that good. They started really struggling. Oh, they started off. Well, they really started off. They were going to be the ones to challenge India. Yeah, and they fallen away, haven't they? But oh, you know what? Yeah. I think they recapture it tonight. I think India I get the wobbles. I make Jasper Brummer feels a bit sore early on, so he has to pull out. They start to panic a little bit. New Zealand say, Let's just take on the bowlers. They take on the spinners, they panic them. Well, I reckon New Zealand get them, and then you're right. Australia, South Africa, it gets washed out. It doesn't matter. And I think if it gets, doesn't get washed out, I still think South Africa get us. So I think South Africa is true regardless. We saw when we played them that they're a lot better than us. So I, I think it's um I'm going to New Zealand, South Africa final. Yep. And we know that South Africa love to choke. So New Zealand, you won a World Cup. Well done. There we go. So there you well, go. I'd I'd actually love to I would love to see New Zealand get up and win one. There you go. Um, they just got to listen to me, and they're yeah. and they're fine. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Let's, Jeff. Let's let's move on. Let's move on to while, some. While, uh, have you heard?
1: While we're on cricket, have you heard what happened when Sri Lanka got kicked out of the World Cup recently this year? Yes, when when Sri Lanka lost their last game. Yeah, Parliament of Sri Lanka has asked mainly due to corruption, but also due to the way the performance of the team, oh have asked the entire board to resign. Wow. For Sri Lankan cricket. The ICC is looking at suspending Sri Lankan cricket. Now, this is a big issue because in January next year, the under-19 World Cup is in Sri Lanka. Oh, dear. So apparently the uh, board has been siphoning off millions of dollars that's <laughs> meant to be going towards
0: the grounds that to be upgraded for the World Cup next oh, year. Oh, Where do they siphon the money? their own pockets? Or are they sent in a business or yeah, building? What, what are they so... doing with that? that sort of coin? Well, if you're going to siphon it, where do you siphon it to? It's got to be the yeah, account, surely. Sure, these yeah. guys are going to all have yachts, don't they? So uh, I'll oh, yes, watch it's... and see, hey?
1: There is a bit of controversy going on in Sri Lanka at the moment. Oh dear. And uh, it's not good when the Parliament, but they can't force them. Okay. But they have highly recommended that each
0: person resigns from the board. Well, I reckon they should resign once they finish siphoning, get a bit of extra coin, guys, <laughs> then then, they'd then quit by that last yacht. Let's move on to Magnum of the Week. Um, yep. You've got I don't actually have one this week, but I know you've got a nom for me. Who's your nomination for the oh, Magnum of okay. the Week? My
1: nomination for the Magnet Mover of the Week goes to the members yeah. of the Portsea Golf Club.
0: Oh, here we go. Yes, I'm, I think we've all said this.
1: Yes, I think the members of the Portsea Golf Club, they have stood up for all Victorians. They have. And all golfers. They've yeah. said no to Daniel Andrews. Yeah. Now, his official application to become a member of the Portsea Golf Club has not actually been tabled yet. The next intake of members is not until the first quarter of next year. Yeah. But members are saying that if he is uh, granted membership, they're walking out. Yeah. They don't want him there. Um, they don't want him to belong. And apparently other golf clubs on the Morning Peninsula are putting out the, the word, don't bother trying to become a member with us either.
0: I think it's a pretty similar solution for Dan. What I'm hearing is he gets the old fake moustache out, he gets the old instead of Dan Andrews. He's Dan Andrews ID done and uh, applies to a few golf clubs and walks himself in with a bit of a bit of a cheeky accent, and he uh, gets himself set up. Is what I'm hearing. So well,
1: that um, was interesting because the uh, the chatter around the golf club was about this today, and of course there were some questions about his counting methods as well.
0: So oh not just dearie, the mate. Budget and
1: deficit and didn't get that right. Apparently his scorecard sometimes could not add up properly.
0: Well, there we go. Well, who knows, hey? Who who, who knows? knows? So uh, yeah,
1: no. Magna Mover to those members who are standing up for all golfers that was that uh, to suffer through COVID. Well Man. done.
0: Well done. Uh, well on a now we've got a bit of a bit of a local hero. And you want to do it as but I want to talk about like a local hero. And the reason for this is this is what you're about to tell us is something that a local football club does. This is not what a professional sport organisation does. They don't do this. This is what you expect your old Baronia football club to be doing. They set up the sausage sizzle and they get a bit of a cheeky fundraiser going with a bake sale as well. Tell me, what have, what have St Kilda been doing?
1: Okay, so it is St Kilda. We've left the cat out of the bag. It is St Kilda. So what they've done, because they are in deficit, now they got $22 million, from the AFL in the 2022 budget.
0: Can I just say, if the AFL gives Magnet Movers next year $22 million, I promise you right now, AFL, hand over my heart, which way it's here, we will (laughs) not be in deficit. I can guarantee you right now it will be a darn good investment and we will post a very healthy profit. I'm looking at at least a $5 million profit, all right? That's what we're looking at. The other 17000000 million, we'll, we've softened that off for our yachts. But we are going to post a very healthy profit. So yeah. but, send it our way. So Kilda
1: has yeah. posted a $7 million deficit. Yeah. But with that, they've also managed to, of course, sack Brett Ratton and pay him out all the money they had to pay him out just so they yeah. could get Ross Lyon. So Ross's answer to this problem is he set up, a GoFundMe page asking all the St Kilda supporters to tip in a few bucks to the GoFundMe page so that they can keep up with other clubs when it comes to spending in their football department. It's, well, I've got, got an answer to you, St Kilda. One, get professional in your club. It's <laughs> been a disaster from the year that the AFL, VFL started. They've been in since the inception back in the 1800s. Over 150 years. For how much success? One premiership. Yeah. Adelaide's been in for three weeks. They've already got three. <laughs> West Coast has got three. Yeah. I mean, Hawthorne came in in 1925, we've got 13. Yeah. we have
0: got one. It's not a professional look, is it? And and you just, you wonder, like, this is a side that made finals, right? Obviously, that I've got knocked out, but they've they got first week round of finals. So they're reasonably successful. How do you lose $7 million? Like, where is this money gone, is what I want to know. You've got 22 from the AFL. I reckon someone needs to have a look at their books and, you know, work out what are you spending the money on here? Because I just don't know how you lose that much.
1: But St Kilda's never been successful at marketing. Mm. St has never been successful in in numbers of memberships. Mm -hmm. They have never been successful in running their club. Back in the what we're we talking about the 80s, 90s when Stuart Lowe and Tony Lockett and Robert Harvey and all were running around, they had the best team on paper. They made one grand final, which they lost convincingly. You know they wasted they they waste every opportunity. They waste money. They waste talent. Yeah. To me, St Kilda are a waste. They're a bigger waste of space than North Melbourne.
0: Wow. There we go. Big big calls here. <laughs> Of the two sides, this sounds like Johnny's not going to win a grand final 100 years here for the old Saints, doesn't it? So, oh. well, the funny one, money.
1: I mean, GWS will win one within 100 years, they'll be more successful than I reckon, even Gold Coast will win one before St Kilda.
0: <laughs> look, who knows? <laughs> it uh, it, it could happen, couldn't it? We oh, uh, look, we oh, we don't know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Hey, eh? who who, who knows? knows? Who knows? No, that, that's it, that's a good one. So well I'm just quickly before we get onto the joke of the week as always I give an NFL game to watch each week. Yep. This one the bucket is this week. No no we're not at the bucket of oh. we're not we're not going to watch the uh, the snooze fest of them being absolutely annihilated by the 49ers. While we are yep. watching this is unmissable. It's on Tuesday. So you've watched the AFL draft Monday night part 1. You've got part two Tuesday you're thinking, geez, I want a bit more sport. Wow, we've got you, Carbon. 1215, flick on KO. You have got the Philadelphia Eagles against the Kansas City Chiefs. We're talking Super Bowl rematch. This is huge. It's prime time. The last year prime time games have all involved in New York, so they've been rubbish. This is where it's at. So this game. He's unmissable. Anyway, good to see Patty Mahomes absolutely destroy Philadelphia again. It's what we all want to see to really break Johnny's heart again. I was so, going to say, isn't
1: that Johnny's mob? The, well, hang on. It's well, Johnny's team, but then he's got a player in every other team that's yeah. his player, which he still barracks for that. Too. I mean, I think Johnny just barracks for any team that he's
0: watching, doesn't he? Well, he barracks for any team that's winning. He doesn't like to be – he's not a good loser. So he goes to the winning team is his uh, attitude, I think. Whoever's up, he, he goes for. Um, so there you go. That's that one. So just quickly, just flying through. Uh, I've got a cheeky, uh, cheeky joke of the uh, joke of the week for you. Um, yeah, I got,
1: got one for you
0: too, Josh. I got one for you. All right. So mine is, dear math, grow up and solve your own problems. There, you, there you go. That's mine. What? Math,
1: dear
0: math, grow up and solve your oh, own problems. So. so So math. Matt. What's poor Matt done? The subject. Dear Matt, and solving your
1: own problems. So, that's a ripper, that one, Josh. There I'm, you go. I,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm st- struggling not to fall apart here. Oh, I thought um, so. And my, yeah, my, my one. other one for you. What do you call a factory that makes okay products? A satisfactory. <laughs> oh,
1: oh. What have
0: you got for me? Let's bring it up. Um, what have you
1: what, got? Okay, my joke of the week. What's Forrest Gump's Facebook password? I don't
0: know. One the forest one. Oh dear. Yep, oh, I'm glad to see that I won that segment as usual. Another win oh, for uh another Wonder win the for Joshy brother. Boy. Much better than math solve your own problem. Another win for dangerous rangerous, that's for sure. Jeff, oh, uh, um let's 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 bring it home. Try this on for size. You 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 told me we checked before you've got one. What I've have got you got one.
1: for me? I've got prepared this week. What am I trying? Volunteering. I'm volunteering. What am I volunteering for? Well, that's up to you of where your passion lies. Okay. Volunteering. So this, instead of doing something for yourself, this is actually doing something for someone else. Mm -hmm. I think all in my life, I've always been volunteering somewhere. At the moment, the thing that I get a lot of satisfaction and a lot of joy out of doing this is I volunteer at the golf club where we run a thing called the BAG program, which is Brawford, all Abilities Golf. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, the local school kids come along as well, and they help us with some people with disabilities, teaching them golf skills. And it's a great time on the Friday. Get out there, help someone else, get into volunteering.
0: There you go. No, well, that's, a, that's a good one, Jeff, volunteer. I reckon I might volunteer with some of those blokes at the old Sri Lankan board, I reckon. I reckon they need a <laughs> bit of help siphoning some of that money. So I might be uh, putting some of what my that? time in there, I reckon volunteering to
1: help someone else. Yeah, I'm helping the board not members. Help, not help your own pockets.
0: No, I've got, I've got to help them by the yacht. So I might be helping them, I think. So Jeff, once again, thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate it. Guys, My thanks pleasure. thanks for listening, guys. Um enjoy the draft uh, and enjoy the end of the World Cup and we'll uh, we'll catch you all next week. And maybe I'll see
1: you next week. Maybe not. Bye for now.